Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie Today we're talking... Smells. Natalie, what is smells? <laughs> uh, smell is something that you perceive with your nose and your sniffing organs. That is volatilized chemical compounds and stuff, and you sense it like it's one of your senses. It's one of the main senses, yeah. Sure. A smell could also refer to a particular odor. Right. Smell is a verb, and smell is a noun. So what's what's your favorite smell? What's my favorite smell? That's a hard question. Maybe you know something about this. I feel like smells are, are always linked to memory. Like you smell something and it kind of puts you in a mood or it gives you a vivid memory of something. Right. I don't know that I necessarily believe in aromatherapy, but I think if you associate something with a certain smell, you can cause yourself to sort of re-experience something. Like we were just talking about this yesterday. I was looking up thyme, the herb time Mm -hmm. you know it has these essential oils it has terpenes and stuff in it and people in medieval times used to put time under their pillows to help them sleep and i said well that doesn't work and what natalie told me is well they probably only smelled it because everything else smelled like shit right in medieval times they probably went to their pillow that was like full of straw mm-hmm. or bird feathers and they smelled that time and they're like oh yeah that's that good shit that reminds me of sleeping yeah it's just a, it creates an association like if you every night if you like at a certain time you turn your lamp off and you go in the bathroom and you pee and you wash your face and you put your pajamas on. You have like a cup of tea or some shit. If, if you do that every single night, then your body will associate like certain sensory things as what happens before you go to sleep. Yeah. And so it makes it easier for you to get to sleep. Yeah, your brain sort of starts going down that pathway. It's like it's not the time that was magical. It was anything that they anything they could have put under their pillow that smelled like anything would have eventually caused them to go to sleep. Yeah, as long as it's the same thing. Yeah, right. Oh, somebody slipped a different herb under my pillow. I'm gonna be fucking awake all night right. smelling this rosemary. Dude. <laughs> But if you had rosemary every night, then that would be the one that made you go to sleep. If you put basil under it every night, then that would be the one that made you go to sleep. What's your favorite smell? Do you have a favorite smell? I would say my I probably have two favorite smells. Weed. Yeah. I really love the smell of... Stick your face in the bag. Yeah. Sniff it, right? Second favorite smell is probably... My actual favorite smell is church incense. Like Catholic church incense. Yeah. So what's in that? That's like... Is that frankincense and myrrh, or am it's I just like myrrh and like resins and different kinds of wood and sap and shit? It's like a it's like a little mixed bag of bullshits. It's very musky. I really like the smell. It has a very funky kind of. It's a very unique smell. You only smell it at church or at my house. That's uh, <laughs> and you have a little sensor. Mm-hmm with a charcoal and then you just put the stuff in there and it kind of smokes in the house. It's a very primal kind of incense. Right. But it smells fucking fantastic. And I like my perfume I wear smells like that. I actually have two separate perfumes that smell like that that I wear. That's probably my favorite smell. If every if everything could smell like that, I'd be cool with it. If I can get a perfume that actually smelled like that constantly enough that my clothes and stuff always smelled like it without me having to put perfume on, that would be great too. Probably one of my favorite smells is 
Nog Champa, and I don't have any, and I don't put it on in the house or anything. But everywhere I would go when I was a kid that was like cool, the record store, the place that had like posters, like the black... reggae store. Yeah, the reggae store. Everything smelled like Nog Champa. Mm -hmm. So I have a strong smell memory of going someplace. And what is Nog Champa? It's like. It's kind of musky. It's sandalwood and frangipani. That is an ingredient from the British baking show. That's frangipan. Frangipani is a flower. Well, I quite like that smell. And yeah, I miss I miss going to the reggae shop because I would always go in and buy, I mean, I'd always go in and buy reggae and dub records. You know, there used to be like one reggae store in every town. Mm-hmm. One time I went in the reggae store and they had like a very token selection of clothing. I bought a pair of pants from in there and the guy just couldn't believe it. I was like, if I'm not allowed to buy these, just, <laughs> just tell me. Right. He's like, no, right. man, you can buy them. You can buy the reggae pants, man. It's like 20 bucks. I was like, I'm getting a fucking deal. I think anyway, I'm not going to impugn the reggae store that is long closed in a town I don't live in anymore. Right, but. right. There's something else going on there. That's fine. I mean, it's possible they just had the one pair of pants and you weren't supposed to buy them. Well, they fit and they were baggy, which was the style at the time. <laughs> they fit and they were too big. The word odor can refer to pleasant or unpleasant smells. I never think of odor as pleasant. A lovely odor. What would... A melodic and beautiful odor. That's like a <laughs> flowery fart. I think... <laughs> I think odor is always bad. I think odor is like wetness. The odor of roses. The, wouldn't you say the scent? Scent is like the positive word for odor. <laughs> the garbage has an odor. You could say the garbage has a scent. If I, if I said that garbage has a scent, you would know I was being euphemistic and that the garbage actually had an odor. I would if say, I, I would say you, that garbage has a wang to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, see, a wang to me seems like one particularly sharp note. So when you're talking about fragrance or smells, there's an idea of notes. So you could smell a wine. And the first thing you get is, wow, that's got alcohol in it. Uh -huh. And then you can smell maybe some sweetness and then... You, your brain kind of starts doing pattern recognition on it because it's got a bunch of complex shit in it. And so you start saying, well, you know, it smells kind of like wood, like wood resin, kind of maybe a note of cherry or tobacco because those are like all related, mm -hmm. you know. Wang to me is like one particularly sharp note. So if you said the garbage has a wang, I would probably think like, that I had put the maxi pad from the chicken package in the garbage and then I forgot to take it out for a week, so it has a two-week chicken pad in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would say it has a wang, and then I'd say, yeah, well. Uh, so your ability to smell a thing is because of your olfactory nerve. Did you know that? And that is in... Um, olfactory receptors that are present in the olfactory epithelium which is a little patch at the back of your nose and so that's like that's right by your brain mm -hmm. you think that's why it makes you think of stuff so much <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> 
like I never run my hand over a rough surface and I'm like, ah, 1996, that was a time. <laughs> now, smell, but you'll smell something. We went to a concert and there were people outside smoking cloves and I walked through the clove smoke and I was like, ooh, that takes me back. Right. That's because it went, the cloves went right into my brain. Mm -hmm. Should be a warning. <laughs> You're about to you're about to think about several things that happened in the nineties. <laughs> you can get whisked back to that weird bondage bar you used to hang out with and watch middle aged dudes get whipped. <laughs> <laughs> so your ability to smell something depends on the concentration of molecules, of scent molecules in your whiff. So if you have like a whole ton of those scent molecules, when you sniff, you will smell it. Whereas if it's not, it's not as present, then you're not going to smell it as much. And there are some molecules that have a much lower threshold mm -hmm. of detection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So an odorant is usually recognized by a bunch of different receptors, but not all of the receptors. And so your olfactory receptors will create patterns of neuron signals that identify the smell to your brain. So it's kind of like a chromatograph. Right. So you get a little bit of, you get a little bit of sensor A, you get 2.5 of sensor C, you get a little bit on F mm -hmm. or whatever, and then your brain's like, ah, that's weed. <laughs> yeah. And most odors are organic, but there are some that do not contain carbon, like ammonia and sulfur. That ammonia is a good one. Isn't that smelling salts? Mm-hmm. I saw a couple buddies of mine were talking. They, uh, they were getting smelling salts, and they were kind of sniffing them, like trying to get fucked up off smelling what? salts. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that that works. No, it doesn't, huh? But my buddy got like a 100 pack of them and he was, he said he was sniffing them before work because it would wake him up. <laughs> and to go to work real early. I, I mean, I, I haven't checked in. I mean, I assume inhaling ammonia like is probably fine as long as you just do it once before work. Right. As I long mean, as he wasn't hitting the smelling salts all day. But I mean... Nothing matters anymore. Who gives a shit? Yeah, no, nothing... It. If it makes you feel good, just do it. You know, nothing was... <laughs> I I completely agree. Nothing was ever real. But especially not now. Mm -hmm. They must be like installing a patch on the, on the simulation or something like that. And things are just like a little bit laggy, a little bit weird right now. Yeah, you ever go and you're trying to refresh your thing and then it's like trying and then it's kind of like churning. You Grinding. Just have, yeah, you got blank spots. You get the spinning wheel. You get the little cloud flare page. That's exactly what we're doing right now because we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. Think about it. <sighs> <laughs> we're waiting for him to install the patch and then we're going to continue on with the game. <laughs> This is just like Fortnite. We're getting, we're coming up to season two. Season two is starting soon. Your ability to identify odor is varies among people. Like some people are better at smelling stuff than other people. Your ability to smell stuff gets worse as you get older. And so that's probably diminishes your ability to taste things too. Yeah. Um, and also women are better at smelling things than men are. If you are a lady and you are pregnant, it will make your smell get fucking crazy. You would think that would be adaptive, right? right? You would be able to smell threats. 
when you're about to reproduce. Or you could yell at your husband for eating cereal on the other side of the room because the cereal smells too much like cereal. <laughs> <laughs> it was a smell. It was it was the smell of like the vitamins they add to the cereal, like the fortified element of the of the total cereal or whatever you were eating. Raisin bran, total. It was something that smelled like fucking vitamins, and it was gonna. I was gonna barf all over your entire life. I don't think I've ever tasted any vitamins in cereal. I have the super taster gene though, also, and so I can smell. I can smell that in cereal as it is. Oh, can you? Yes, I didn't know you couldn't. <laughs> I could smell it in the cereal as it is, and when I was pregnant and you would be eating cereal, it smelled like you just fucking had an industrial sized bucket of liquid cereal vitamins and you just dumped it all over the whole room <laughs> well i think that i think i stopped eating cereal because you never before or since have you like screeched at me <laughs> you're like you need to stop fucking eating that cereal <laughs> i was like i can't <laughs> It's fine. I can. I just need something else. I think that was that time that I got onto those chicken tenders, because that was when we lived back behind Whole Foods. Right. So I was like, well, I ain't allowed to eat cereal. I'll just pick up some tendies. <laughs> some white bread. I can't smell that well. I can't. I will yeah. I will admit I can't smell that well. I can smell when you're making a cup of coffee in the other room. I guess like I can always smell it if you put a cup of coffee on the counter in the kitchen and you and you forgot it in there. Well, I mean, I I used to really hate artificial smells, but I still really do not like them. Sometimes our kid will be at school in the before times, there'll be some other kid that brings scented lotion and all the girls put it on their hands. Cause right. I guess, I guess that's what you do. She will come home and I'll be like, what are you doing? Why do you smell like a unicorn's underwear drawer? She has, she has that one friend whose mom wears so much patchouli that you can smell her coming like 15 minutes before she gets there. And the kid smells like it. Uh, it's like the nice version of, when my parents would chain smoke in the house and in the car and then I would go to school and I would go to work and people just assumed that I smoked. Yeah. <laughs> like a really bad 13-year-old. Like really for the amount that I was purportedly smoking, I should have been really wiry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I remember, yeah, one time I came to work. I used to work at this gift shop when I was a kid. And one time I came to work this lady turns to me and she was kind of tisking. She's like, do your parents mind that you smoke? And I was like, what? And she was like, do your parents mind that you smoke? And I was like, I do not smoke. And she was like, <laughs> and I was like, my parents smoke. She was just like shaking her head. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Right. I live in a house with two people who smoke cigarettes all the time. I mean, I'm going to smell like cigarette tar. Maybe that's why I can't smell anything now. I spent the first 17 years of my life just breathing in cigarette tar. Uh, yeah, but I also smoked two packs a day for like, for like a while. Like five years. For like five or six years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was like more direct right up my, and my mom smoked. Yeah. My mom smoked, but she got hypnotized. <laughs> and it worked. Uh-huh. It did. So she always smoked, and she smoked, and she smoked. I think she started smoking when she was, like, 13 or something. Yeah. 
and she smoked and she smoked and then when I was in like second grade maybe we all got in, in the car and we drove all the way out in the country to this old farmhouse and me and my sisters all sat on the porch and waited when she and she went into this house and this lady hypnotized her to not smoke and she walked out of the house and she literally never smoked ever again ever again i never saw her touch a cigarette ever again that's amazing isn't it <laughs> i mean I, don't you any time you've told me this before and every time i'm like i kind of want to get hypnotized yeah it makes me want to get hypnotized but i don't know where to start <laughs> You know what I would do? I would see if I can get hypnotized into liking different foods. Maybe I could get myself hypnotized to not have, like, food aversions. At the sound of my voice, you will be a broccoli bitch. <laughs> you love it when you get some weird half-raw onions crunchy in your food and it makes you want to barf. You're going to love it. At the snap, now you can go over to someone's house and eat their shitty spaghetti. <laughs> I feel bad that other people making you bad spaghetti is like a trauma touch point. <laughs> it really is, yeah. <laughs> it's like on a zero to ten, your friend invites you over. She's like, come over. You're like, okay. And they're like, I'm going to make spaghetti. Where are you? Where are you? Zero to ten. Right, like four. Four is if I if if I have like an idea who the friend is. It's three if you're talking about rando. Like I don't know who they are at all. Oh, I mean like ten is is total terror. Oh, I thought you meant okay. So I'd probably be like a six or a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely having a working through it in my head how i'm gonna work it out like in the before times like between january and february i think we went over two different people's house and they made spaghetti and it was totally fine it was good yeah it was not terror spaghetti there was no tuna involved and was, yeah uh but you it, that's what i'm saying if i if i don't know who it is like if it's like someone and it's the first time i've gone over their house and i don't know how they cook or if it's someone and I know who it is and I know they're not good at cooking. Spaghetti is the one thing I'm super picky about. I know what it's supposed to be like and I have so many textural versions that like people always put a bunch of shit in it that I do not want to see in my spaghetti. What about <laughs> chopped up green bell peppers? No, absolutely not. I could taste a bell pepper in the sauce even if it wasn't chopped up Just in the sauce. Just a little bit of crunch. Oh, that would make me throw up. Actually, if I if there was green bell peppers in the sauce, I would probably... No, I could... I was going to say i'd probably eat the noodles without the sauce but i'd be able to tell the taste of green bell peppers in the sauce even if i didn't eat the, eat the bell peppers and i really hate green bell peppers that's very funny to me because i think green bell peppers are like pretty neutral they're just like crunchy they don't have much of a taste when i was in elementary school all the kids were allowed to bring snacks and it was like the 80s and my buddy in elementary school i remember one day he brought a green bell pepper and the teacher made fun of him in front of the whole class. <laughs> She's like, I've never seen a child bring a pepper to school and just eat it. And he was like, what? <laughs> He's like, it's a fucking vegetable. <laughs> I told him later, I was like, I don't think that's weird. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that you were supposed to go out and specially buy Oreos. There's like this local spaghetti place where everyone's like, oh, it's so good. I love it. It's like local. Let's go eat there. 
And you look at the sauce and it looks fine. It doesn't look like it has anything in it, but I could t- I could taste green bell pepper in it. Really? Yes, and I don't like it. They put it in the sauce and then it either it either like cooks down or they strain it, you think? Yeah. I could taste it in the sauce but, though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> can't trick me i can taste it so the ability to smell stuff is like a primary sense and it is like something that all kinds of animals do it they do it to help find someone to fuck they do it to find food they do it to like sniff around and find their way around they do it to smell like danger like oh it smells like a guy who likes to eat me (laughs) (laughs) it's always like like a thing baby everyone likes to sniff (laughs) i'm just gonna say can you smell a guy who likes to eat me (laughs) yep actually have a pretty good sense of smell really i was always told that humans are the dunces of the smell world and the dogs are the the dogs and well dogs are like super smellers but like we do pretty good um it's comparable to a bunch of animals other animals and us um and they're and we're able to distinguish between a diverse range of odors and they've done studies that said that people get smell about one trillion different unique aromas. Really? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I didn't know there was a trillion different things to smell. You know, you could look at a color and say that it's different shades and stuff, but that is really orders of magnitude larger than the number of colors you could even sense by looking right, at them. Right, right. But anything you smell, there's probably like a whole scope of things that you could smell just of that one. Like you could smell like a dog. You could smell like a puppy dog. You could smell like a wet dog. You could smell like a dirty dog. You could smell like an old dog. Those are all different smells. Do you remember the time we were at the park and there was a big fat pug dog and you petted the pug dog and then you smelled something later and then you smelled your hand and it was like rot? (laughs) Yeah, the dog smelled so bad that it made my hand stink like to the point where it was going to make me barf. Like I was like, (laughs) what the fuck's on my hand? It's like, it was really yucky. Is that the worst thing you've ever smelled? What's the worst thing you've ever smelled? I don't know. You know, I am really, I think from being so sensitive to, to stuff, it's very easy for me to not smell something. Like if I know it's going to bother me, I will just opt to breathe through my mouth. Right. Oh, really? And so I don't have to smell it. I will like not smell it on purpose. And so like, I cannot really recall something that I, that really stressed me out. Like the way it smelled a whole bad, like real bad. There's only one thing that I remember smelling so bad that I immediately heaved. It has never happened before or since. I was in uh, 10th grade. I was in school and I was sitting there in class. I kind of had something in my throat and I kind of kind of just like coughed. Something flew out of my mouth onto the desk. It was a little white nugget. And I was like, what in the world? I got my finger and I kind of picked it up. It was kind of stuck to my finger. And I was like, what the hell is this? I just didn't know what it was. 
And so I smelled it, and it was a tonsil stone. Yeah. I yeah. And I don't get them all the time. Now, this is like a little deposit of crap back behind your tonsils or something uh-huh. in your throat. And, and you get little crypts that develop in your tonsils, and they fill with shit. And it was the worst thing, because I just took it straight to the dome. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. People, people like the... The, you know, the desks are in a grid and it's like Minesweeper, like the eight desks immediately surrounding me immediately turned and looked at me and I was like, ah, 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 mm, <laughs> <clears throat> ah, mm, English. <laughs> play it cool. That was the worst thing I ever what smelled. What about the dog? Didn't the dog ass on you one time too? Right when we got a dog once. He was a puppy, and, you know, you kind of mess around. You play with the dog. I mean, it's it's a dog, right? And so I put a box on his head, and he was kind of confused, and he went to shake it off, and I picked him up, but he w- he got so confused, he squeezed his juice out of his anal glands, and it went on my arm, and I was like, what does that smell? And I then I did the dumbass move, and I was kind of sniffing around, trying to get my, like, droopy dog bearings on the smell. Yeah. And I ended up smelling the spot on my arm that was wet, and it was just anal juice. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You weren't very happy about that either. Yeah, I was very unhappy, because it was voluminous. There was a lot of it, and you go and wash it off, and you can still smell it. Yeah, yeah. I take that stinky pug I touched. I had to wash my hand, like, two or three times before I could deal with myself that had a wang that's Mm -hmm. a wang yeah sure right there just one note of something horrible right (laughs) so if you are around a odor a whole lot though like even if it's a bad one you will stop being able to smell it so like if you have really bad bo you're not gonna be able to smell your bo that's after a certain point Uh uh-huh there was this kid who I used to know when I was in high school who smelled fucking awful. He smelled terrible. He smelled like, you know what he smelled like? He didn't smell like regular B.O. He smelled like Eggo waffles, like if you overcooked them. Like burnt waffles. Toaster waffles. He smelled like that all the time. He thought he was a fucking pimp and he would always try to like hit on every fucking person in the entire universe. And my friends kept fucking him. I said, can't you smell him? But I guess they were into it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I get. I guess con- maybe, maybe that was my super smeller. Maybe other people couldn't smell that on him. I mean, confidence goes a long way. I don't think I. I'm not that confident. You smell good though. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Smelling good goes a long way too. <laughs> it's like the Dunning Kruger of of your Wang. Like I'm, I'm not confident that I smell good. So I put some thought into it. Right. You can go out confident that you smell great. Yeah, you smell like you smell like a guy, a clean guy, a fresh guy. That's about it. That's my goal, just to smell neutral and clean. You know that clean laundry smell? Mm-hmm. That's fake. That's fake smell. It's actually really heavy in linalool, mm-hmm. which is like a terpene that some people are allergic to. You smell like fresh fella, soapy buster. Thanks. I uh, I have to use moisturizing soap thanks to the pandemic. Now that my my hands going halfway up to my elbows would be permanently like dry, red, and cracking from the volume of my hand washing. So I have to moisturize now. So there's probably a little wang in the moisturizing soap. Right. <laughs> you do have a good smelling wang. Ha 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 ha. 
your ability to discriminate odors just diminishes with exposure to it, and your brain will ignore continuous stimulus and focus on the differences in the baseline. That is why you, you won't be able to smell stuff after a while. So if you have a cat pee house, your house doesn't smell like cat pee to you. Man, I remember the first time I went into a friend's house. I mean, I was a kid, but I went into a friend's house and the house all had newspaper and they had a bunch of dogs and it was incredibly like dog pee smell. I was like, man, he has no idea. Nope. Normally you would go over everybody's house as a kid and it would just smell like what their mom was cooking. <laughs> yeah. So, do you fucking know about a quiz? Do you fucking know about a quiz? Yes. Um, so we're going to do quiz. They categorize primary odors. They have some terms to categorize primary odors. And I have a list of seven primary odors. I'm going to tell you the category and you're going to tell me something that might smell like that. I'm going to start with the easiest one. Pepperminty. You want me to name something that smells pepperminty? Yes, this is the easiest one. Mint. Okay. So. The, the plant, mint. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Musty. Old paper, old books. Musty? Yeah. What, what's musty? Like S old clothes? Like old laundry? Uh, the scent of must, which is like a perfume and aftershave kind of quality. Musty? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like musk. Musk is musty. Okay. Putrid. Like rotting food. Pungent. Probably like uh, vinegar. Yes. That's Mengchi. Mengchi is a is a Korean food YouTuber and she always says pungent. <laughs> uh camphracious. Camphor. <laughs> <laughs> Floral. Like a flower. Yeah. Ethereal. Oh, ethereal? Um maybe very uh very high notes like uh the very top end of like a grassy smell something like that no what's ethereal smell it is like ether or dry cleaning fluid all right i've never smelled ether that was like a very Victorian intoxicant. Mm -hmm. Like getting a big bottle of ethyl ether and passing that around. I would own. Would it though? <laughs> would it? We should try. I should Look, get some ether before for, for before bed. I just take a little whiff and just right away. I mean, nothing is real. I think I could get some ethyl ether. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to do that and then I'll say what it smells like and I'll and me and you can both sniff it and we can see what it smells like. <laughs> we'll give our kids smelling salts so she can make us smell those because that'll wake you up if you pass out right. from ether. <laughs> it's just a very, I think we can take it all the way back to the 19th century, baby. Chimney sweeps, ether at night, smelling salts in the morning. <laughs> laudanum laudanum all day long night chips and day chips <laughs> <laughs> it's the 19th century we're eating steam chips <laughs> the gentleman's chipe <laughs> <laughs> some people like 
the smells of stuff and they will purchase smells like perfume. Some people will buy certain fragrances because they transmit particular messages to your limbic system and you have like emotional responses to it and they believe that those messages and those emotional responses have like a therapeutic effect. That is what aromatherapy is. That's like, smell this thing if you have a headache. Smell this thing if you're having a sad day. Smell this thing if you're tired. I think that you can create associations, but I think most things you smell are not psychoactive. Yeah. Sometimes people will get fragrances and they are allergic to them. Like if they have perfume or soap or deodorant or whatever the hell, and they have topical reactions to fragrance. Or you could even have headaches or anaphylactic shock from fragrances also. The main thing I'm allergic to is certain fragrances. Downy, like fabric softener, will uh-huh. always give me a rash. It's sad because I like the smell of it. I wish I could have nice smelling laundry like that, but it gives me hives all over my whole body. There are people where you'll walk by them and it's 2020. They're walking down the other side of the street and then you will smell their laundry smell. Mm-hmm. Like it's clean laundry smell. This overpowering smell of like laundry detergent is like a pretty evocative smell, I think. Just from like hanging out in laundromats when I was younger and like. Yeah, and the soap doesn't smell like anything. The actual soap has a very slight if if detectable at all odor Mm -hmm. it's the artificial fragrance they add to it that you're smelling yeah yeah and now we have all the ones that are like extra fragrance i'm like (laughs) (laughs) my skin would split and i would just like i would look like the like the guy in hellraiser when i was in i think sixth grade my parents got me some incredibly low quality soap it was right when The Simpsons came out. Mm-hmm. It was like Simpsons season one. And uh, so I was into it. So my parents got me some Simpsons soap. I used it on myself and my skin turned purple. Mm-hmm. I got like really bad hives all over my face and my neck. Uh, did you know that what causes a thing to smell bad, it might be different from what your perception of it is? No, in what way? So, like, for example, like, if you smell someone's B.O., you'd be like, ugh, that sweaty guy smells bad, he's stinky sweaty. But it's not the sweat that is making him smell bad, it is the bacterial reaction right. to the sweat. When you handle pennies, you, you're you not smelling the pennies, you're smelling the bacteria on the surface of your skin being like, yo, get a load of this copper. Uh-huh. And so what you're smelling is that person generating their own body oils and sweat and stuff and the bacteria are really just churning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's other body odors that are like, things that people use or other animals use to attract mates and so those are called pheromones oh and so pheromones are odors that are used for communication and they're essentially like airborne hormones do they work do they work for people because i've always heard of pheromones being something where They'll sell you a little bottle of something for $50, and it'll be like liquid sex. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, and I don't know. will be like, put this on, and you will be irresistible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I used, to, I used to fuck around and order a lot of stuff from raw material suppliers, like cosmetic manufacturers. And I've run into them selling, like, 
pheromones. And I was curious. Like, I was like, I could buy, get a sample of that and see if it does anything. But I just never did. Yeah, you don't want to get hooked on pheromones. Well, maybe you, I would be getting you hooked on pheromones. Just douse myself up with up with it. See if Andy acts any different. I yeah. Tell him about it. Keep going. Maybe I'll start sleeping in your bed. <laughs> I'm going to Goldilock, you motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe I'll put pheromones on something weird and see if I can make him fall in love with something weird. What you been up to? I've been fucking the recycling bin. <laughs> I'm in love with the recycling bin. That kind of sounds like you wrote that. <laughs> yep, I did. <laughs> Uh, so lots of animals will use pheromones, like moths will use pheromones and use them to entice other moths to come and fuck them. If I were a moth and I wanted a moth to show up, I would just turn on a light. <laughs> right. But the moths still have lights built in and they don't have hands to turn our lights on. Yeah. So you had and to work with what they got. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, I have so many lights I mean, I've, I can see two or three light bulbs from in here. So anytime I want to fuck a moth. Mm-hmm. It's on. It's on demand. <laughs> um, did you know all of the scent cells in your nose are renewed every 28 days? Really? So every 28 days, your all your sniffer stuff is brand new. So you don't even know for sure that... If you smell something and it reminds you of your childhood, it might not even be the same smell because you have different cells. You said it's an epithelium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Epithelial tissue is is tissue that replenishes itself uh -huh. like as a constant thing. So if you buy a wine that you really like and you smell it and you drink it and, and it goes up through your palate or through your nose and into your olfactory sensation organ, right? Mm -hmm. And then you buy it a month later, those are different smell those are different cells. Mm -hmm. The word cell and smell is so similar. It makes me think there's something there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um so smell is actually the most sensitive of all your senses. I believe it. If there's a trillion smells, then yeah. There ain't a trillion colors. I've never touched a trillion things. Or have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> I, I mean, just do, think about it. Do the math. You probably touched a trillion germs. You probably have millions of germs on your hands right now. I just very recently washed my hands. But germs are everywhere all the time. You're full of germs. Probably 70 pounds of your body weight is probably germs. It's like 10 pounds. 70 pounds. <laughs> You're 85% bacteria. I like the idea that the bacteria are all teaming up and that's the consciousness. And I think I'm the car, but I'm really the bacteria driving the car. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. That's a very compelling idea to me. I mean, it makes sense. We're all a part of a universal consciousness and we are all working together to move you across the parking lot now i <laughs> i believe that being that i am the protagonist of reality <laughs> when it comes down to it sure i care about other people and i want to help them achieve their dreams but 
I am the main character. <laughs> right. But if you, if you are the main character when everybody is a collective consciousness, because the collective consciousness is the main character, and you are also the collective consciousness, everybody is the main character. We are the main character. <laughs> it's all one. It's just like the Dr. Bronner bottle set. Right, right. Right, just like Dr. Bronner said. People can remember smells with 65% accuracy after a year of smelling them. Oh, really? But visual recall is 50% after three months. Smell is the sense that is most linked to emotional recollection. I would believe that because I have smelled things and I have had very vivid recollections. You see it in your mind's eye. One time... I uh, had a Mucinex pill, right? Mm -hmm. Mucinex guaifenesin. It's a, it's a fucking disgusting taste and a disgusting smell because it's bitter in your mouth, but it's, it's this overbearing smell, mm -hmm. this very awful chemical, but like it tastes like you're inside a tree or some shit. And one time I was taking Mucinex and it was in some kind of form that dissolved and I did something that... I try not to do because I've done this like a hundred times and I finally worked it out of my system where I'll get pills I'm going to take, especially if I'm sick, and I'll throw them in my mouth and I'll grab my water. But if my water's not there, then they melt in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Well, this guaifenesin melted in my mouth. And before I could get my water, it's like I had almost this hallucination of being a kid and getting fed this stuff when I was a kid, except it was a liquid. My mom or the babysitter or whoever would have to like stir it into orange juice and I'd have to drink this entire glass of orange juice, but it was like chorizo. Mm -hmm. You can't put chorizo into a frittata. Then the whole frittata tastes like chorizo. I like chorizo, but the whole thing tastes like it, right. right? You dump guaifenesin into a glass of orange juice, and so you've got a whole glass of guaifenesin that you must drink, and the right. babysitter makes you drink it. I had a flashback, and I had not even thought about that for, for 30 fucking years. Mm -hmm. And just, just the smell of that brought me back. It was amazing. 75% of emotions that are triggered by smell are pleasurable emotions. Well, good. And one of the most evocative smells for people is crayons. Really? And they, they, a survey found that 85% of people had emotional recollections when they would smell crayons. We went to the crayon factory a couple years ago, and it just made me think of school. And I was like, <laughs> Not a particularly strong emotion, but it was like, oh, great. So your sense of smell peaks in your late teens, and then it starts declining then. Did you know that you can't smell anything when you're sleeping? Really? Mm -hmm. Like not even when you're asleep, your sense of smell shuts down. I guess it makes sense. I've never smell. I've never smelled anything when I was asleep. I guess there's the idea. I've only heard about this on commercials, but there's the idea that you wake up to the smell of bacon or coffee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But by the time you would you would be awake then when you smelled it, it would not wake you up. So if you smelled fire, it wouldn't wake you up because you wouldn't you wouldn't smell it. I guess so. I've never I, been in a fire. No, I haven't either. It. Uh, I always imagine that the smell of fire would wake somebody up. Maybe like not. maybe the acrid quality of it would wake you up, or it would make you cough and make you wake you make wake you up. Did you know that if you want to be a perfumer, 
you have to be able to successfully identify at least 250 different scents as part of the test to get into training. Really? And there's only 50 fully-fledged perfumers in the world because the requirements for being able to smell that well. It's incredibly hard. Mm -hmm. I would imagine you would have to have like probably a, a genetic trait that allows you to be very sensitive to that maybe. Yeah. Uh, there's a disorder called cacosmia, which is similar to anosmia in which in, in regards it affects your ability to smell. Only instead of making it so you can't smell, it makes it so everything smells really bad. And even sm stuff that would smell good, like bacon cookies or something like that, would smell like barf to them. How, are they all really, uh, are they all like really underweight? If nothing smelled good to me, I don't think I'd be eating anything. Yeah. 95% uh, of flavor is due to the way that a food smells. If you had no sense of smell, it would be impossible to tell the difference between the taste of a potato and an onion. Yeah, because your actual taste buds only detect like four or five specific chemical signatures mm -hmm. like salty, sweet, bitter, sour, and umami, right? Mm -hmm. Did you know that the molecules that make the smell of lemon and the smell of orange are mirror images to each other, but our noses are sensitive enough that you could tell the difference between them? What's the characteristic smell of lemon? Is that limonene? Mm -hmm. A terpene? And then orange is like the, it's like levo or dextro limonene? Mm -hmm. Really? I had no idea. Well, it makes sense that your nose would be able to determine that because it's sort of like the lock and key idea, right? Right. You've got a certain shape of molecule and it fits into a certain lock. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that they were mirror images of each other. What the fuck is lime then? What the fuck is lime? We'll address this in a future episode. What the fuck is a lime? But you know, this, next time for an episode about limes. This episode, Natalie, was suggested by many people on our Discord. I don't remember who suggested it first, but uh, patreon.com slash University. if you want to join our Discord, you can tell us what to talk about. You can play GeoGuessr with us. Uh, our friend Hito on Discord has set up a daily challenge for GeoGuessr, so we click around maps try to figure out where we are. It's pretty great diversion in a world where you're allowed to travel, but it's still inadvisable. <laughs> but a lot of folks suggested smells and smelling things. Great idea. Thank you. And Garbage Brain University has two sponsors, Natalie. Uh, Harlem Township, Ohio, the classic sponsor. And Hazel Technologies, our favorite fruit shipping sponsor. Our fruit shipping e-solution to keep your fruit fresh in Harlem Township, the best township in Delaware County. The E-Township solution. And that's the kind of <laughs> solutions we need. Listen, if you haven't subscribed yet, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. You'll get all of our paid episodes as well as access to our secret inner circle chat room where we discuss important things and plan out future episodes. I love it. So thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you again I soon. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.